0: An entitled new employee tries to boss me around, claiming that he's gonna get my car towed because I parked in a spot that he didn't like. And as a result, he was completely embarrassed in his first day interview, and I couldn't be more happy to watch someone get put in their place. Here's what happened. So I work for a company whose offices are located in three adjacent residential apartments. We installed two doors in between to create one big sprawling office. There isn't much parking because it is a residential area, so employees are allowed to park in the no parking signed area. This keeps our neighbors happy that we don't use all the spots available and maintenance can ask us to move if they need to get into one of those areas. The first two apartment doors have signs directing customers. The third door is not marked because it houses the corporate officers that don't deal with any kind of customers. And I just so happen to work in that third office. We also have an extremely casual dress code. I'm getting out of my car one morning and collecting my soda, lunch, and everything I need when I hear a voice behind me saying to me, You can't park there. I turn around and I see a man leaning outside against the wall playing on his phone. I thought that maybe he was some kind of third party vendor waiting for maintenance to unlock the door I was blocking. So I said to him, is maintenance on its way to let you in? The man then looks at me and says, what are you talking about? The sign says no parking. That means you can't park here. I figured he was a new tenant in the building and continued to just walk into the building. I said to him, I actually am allowed to park here. It leaves more open spaces for residents. Have a good day. This guy. The guy then seriously steps in front of me, looks at me, and says, You need to move your car or you will be towed. And at this point, I'm kind of weirded out. So I say to him, Excuse me, I work here and I am allowed to park here. Please move out of my way. The man then looks at me and says, We'll see about that. He then marches through the door ahead of me and starts walking to the offices. I follow him up the hallway, but stop at the third door, unlock it, and walk into my office area. After lunch, the general manager came in and grabbed my keys to move. My car. And mind you, this happens all the time, so I didn't give it a second thought. That afternoon, the general manager brings the new employee into my office to introduce him to me. I'm the financial controller and the human resources part of the management team. I stand up and hold my hand out to the man, whose face is completely drained of color. He stammers out that it's nice to meet me and hands me all of his new hire paperwork. I ask him to sit down, and the general manager leaves him with me to get set up on the systems and explain his privileges, as well as everything else with the job. The man then says, excuse me, I need to step out for a moment to the restroom. And as he leaves, the general manager comes back into the office and sits down with a big smile. I look at him and I say, I think he's a little embarrassed. He yelled at me for parking this morning. The general manager then says, yeah, it's a little more than that. He came in an hour before we scheduled him this morning and blustered to the receptionist about you for half an hour before I went out and got him started filling out paperwork just to try and shut him up. I explained our parking policy to him in orientation and explained our towing procedures. I caught him at the break saying that he wouldn't tolerate illegal parking and would get this place in line now that he was here. We happened to walk by the parking stickers as we were showing him around and sure enough, he took the bait and swiped one. I called the tow company and warned him that he might call and to just play along but not to send anyone. As soon as he tagged your car, I moved it to an empty garage and it was right about this time the guy comes back in looking like he saw a ghost. He looks at me and says Ma'am, I don't know how to tell you this, but I had your car towed. I'm so sorry. I'll pay for the charges and go get it right now. The general manager then looks at him and says, What do you mean? Who gave you the number for the towing company? The man then confessed that he got it off the parking stickers in the closet. The general manager then questions him even further. He says to him, Who told you to sticker cars? This isn't even your area. And at this point, I thought the man was going to start melting into the floor. He said, I'm so sorry. I just thought she was lying about working here. She went into the apartment not the office she wasn't in dress clothes I don't know I thought I could catch the truck before it came but her car is gone now at this point I was having a hard time keeping a straight face through this and probably looked mad due to the strain of not laughing the general manager then said to him well maybe this will teach you not to assume you know how things should be run you were running your mouth all day long about all the things that you are going to change and you didn't listen when I explained our parking and towing policies now I'm gonna go get her car out of." the garage I parked it in, and you were going to get set up on the system. Maybe tomorrow you will come in with a better attitude. He looked relieved and also miserable to be chastised on his first day, so I got him set up and even had him laughing by the end. He showed up the next day with a soda for me and a much better attitude overall, so thankfully it seems like he learned his lesson. Wow, talk about making a horrible impression on the first day. Can you imagine how embarrassing that would be to not only act like some know-it-all, but to then do that to the person who runs the the HR department, as well as the general manager. Like seriously, you have to be a complete moron to do that. Like on the first day of work, you don't start going around and acting like you're going to change everything about the office. You have got to feel it out first. You've got to figure out what the culture is and everything else. So honestly, this guy had it all wrong. He was doing everything incorrectly on your first day of work and seriously, he needed this reality check. So hopefully, for the rest of his time working there, he has a better attitude moving forward. Because otherwise, I seriously don't think he's gonna last very long in the slightest. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. This next story came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for ghosting my friend because I was jealous of her. So to start out, for some context, we have to go back a few years when I was in the 8th grade. In the beginning of the year, I'm in my tech class and seated at a neighboring table from this girl who we will call Linda. Linda is not her real name. We exchanged a few looks as our teacher was explaining his class. This continued until we started our first project. Me being a very friendly and talkative person, I was making some small talk with her, asking her what her last name was, what her favorite subject was, so on and so forth. This continued for the next few days. Then I introduced some of my current friends to her. We all got along and basically became one giant friend group. Things seemed pretty well overall. The only thing being was that my parents were a bit skeptical about her at first, and whenever I would talk to Lynn about her childhood, it would get confusing with her living with her dad and having problems with her mom. I won't go into details for the sake of privacy, but just know that it was complicated. Nevertheless, I continued to hang out with her, and the rest of our friend group and my parents were okay with it, as long as I followed some typical behavioral rules. Fast forward a few months, and she invited us over to her house a few times. We could walk there since it wasn't too far from our school, and everything was perfectly fine. We would hang out at the park, at the school, you know, the usual stuff. Now here's where things start to take a turn. She confesses that she is kind of falling for me. And this is around seven-ish months after we first met. I was very scared at first and I didn't know what to do. I later found out that she was talking to a person that moved out of our school a few years back. We'll call her Amelia, that's also not her real name. And it turns out that Linda and Amelia were talking in private about the situation and Amelia blackmailed her into confessing to me, which is very wrong, but I see the situation that she's stuck in. Linda was worried that this was going to ruin our relationship. Relationship as friends, I left her in the dark until the next day of school when I had this conversation with her about how this doesn't really change anything. But however, in my mind, I was freaking out. Fast forward another month, and all of us are happily hanging out together during graduation when we move on to our high school years. During the summer, things start to get a little strange. Normally, during the summer, I kind of ghost my friends since none of them talk about anything of interest except for homework. This summer was the exception, and I was hanging out with them a few times. We headed to Dunkin' Donuts one day when Linda was treating everybody to some donuts. I just sat there in the corner and she didn't even acknowledge me. I just sat normally at a different table since I didn't have any money on me. Another one of my friends finally noticed I was gone and she treated me to a donut. I still thank her for that. Then, Linda says that she is starting to like this girl who I'm gonna call as Layla, all while completely ignoring the fact that I was standing three feet away from her. It was as if I was invisible. I then spent the rest of the day there and finally go home after that, sleeping on the events that just happened. I know Layla a little. She was a shy girl and was in a corner for most school events. That's all I really know. Another time we were at the park and they were starting to talk about topics that made me feel a little uncomfortable, if you know what I mean. And they started to do things that didn't make me feel very nice. I called my mom and she pretty much picked me up soon after that. Eventually, I was starting to break away from everybody. And fast forward another month and it's the beginning of the school year. Linda then announced that she she and Layla were dating. This was a shock to me and once again, I was invisible to her. I tried to hang out together with the rest of the group, but it was weird for me with Layla around. It got so bad to the point where another one of my friends noticed and gave me false information about a carnival hangout that we had planned. Things between me, Linda, and Layla were kind of getting awkward. Then, all of a sudden, I am kicked out of our Discord group chat. I try and try to get back in and apparently, Linda is mad at me. It turns out she completely changed her pronouns, which I was completely unaware of at the time, and wasn't happy with me about that. It takes a while, but this is where the final straw comes in. Amelia sent me a large text message, which says the following, You suck. You think you can just ask to join back into the server when you don't even talk that much and still consider us your friends? All while throwing a variety of cuss words at me. Now, I was beyond upset. I ended up blocking Amelia and Linda, since she was the one that told her about the situation in the first place. Another one of her friends who was actually nice to me gave me one last chance to join the discord group again but I refused. I did not want to be part of a friend group that insulted me at every turn they got and that is where everything fell apart. Since Amelia was at another school staying away from her wasn't a problem but with Linda all I do now is keep my head down around her and pass by not giving her any looks or side eyes. Now Linda was falling back on grades and has gone full emo over the next two years. I don't know what to do anymore. I usually am not the one who holds grudges and stays angry but with there being one person that I feel like I wronged, I'm wondering if I should make things right. If you think of it, Linda really didn't do anything wrong. It was me who just decided to block her without good reason. My parents are unsure but my gun is telling me I should. What should I do? First off, I want to say that this friend group sounds really toxic. Like these do not sound like very good people in the slightest and it sounds like they were ready to kick you to the curb at a moment's notice and that's fair for you in the slightest. So if anything, maybe look at this as a blessing in disguise. You are officially out of that drama, and you don't have to deal with that anymore. And sure, you could probably go back to Linda and apologize or something along those lines, but I bet you it's only going to rekindle some kind of weird fire in them, and they're just going to treat you like garbage again. So if I was in your shoes, regardless of what you choose to do, I would think about myself first. I would ask myself the question, does this friend group make me happy? And are these people even my friend in the first place? If the answer is yes to both of those then sure give it another try but if you seriously answer no to either of those questions to yourself then maybe it is time to think really hard about your situation and try and figure out if these people are good for you in the first place my boss is forcing me and two other people to cancel a trip that we have planned for since before the pandemic and I'm honestly so frustrated and I don't know what to do so to start off I've been a member of my university choir for six and a half years this choir was my safe space and helped me get through a lot of stress during my College life, which was also the time we were scheduled to go on tour to Italy for a choir festival. I have carried this choir on my back during the pandemic, trying to prevent us from falling apart. And I stayed president up until my last semester, which was fall of 2022. My friend, let's call her Stacy, had stepped up to the plate of presidency after I had left and has done an amazing job. Now onto the issue at hand, Stacy had given me the opportunity to work at a singer at a dinner show that portrayed our culture. I I have been working with them for seven months now. My other friend, Anastasia, had also just auditioned recently to work with us. Anastasia is also in the choir. The problem I am having is that the three of us are the returnees in the group, meaning that the other three girls are new and need guidance from their section to perform their parts to the highest of standards. Our boss refuses to approve our leave for this trip because they believe that our job should be our life. Nothing is more important than this job. We will be gone for two and a half weeks and they are only only two other singers at work who would cover. There's also a rule that only one person can request leave at a time. I had to talk to the other singers, and they said that they would be able to handle it, especially since Anastasia will only be gone for one week. She will not be staying for the whole tour due to family issues. My issue, I guess, is that my boss expects us to cancel something that we've been working really hard on, and it's something that we've planned for and we were looking forward to for four years now. And this is all with a choir that we've dedicated so much to in the last five years and they want us to cancel that over a job that I just got last year, it is seriously not fair. And also I only work at most two nights a week. One of the people going on tour will only be gone for a week, so she will be back working and isn't planning on staying for the duration of the trip. It's all so very frustrating and I seriously don't know what to do. Your boss sounds like an absolute jerk. You spend all these years working on something that's important to you just for your boss basically to get in the way. And that is not fair in the slightest. And it sounds like you have coverage for the most part for your job. Like you have two people there that are going to be able to handle the demands of your employment pretty easily while you're away. And also, how can they not understand that this is a big deal? Like you're literally going to do something that is once in a lifetime and you've waited four years to do it and have wanted to do this for such a long time. So seriously, I would go on this trip and not worry about that in the slightest. You can always find another job in my opinion, because from the sounds of it, this boss is very entitled and it doesn't sound like they're a good boss in the slightest. So if I was in your shoes, I would be going on that trip regardless. And if I have a job coming back or not, that doesn't really matter to me. I'm not going to miss out on this once in a lifetime opportunity just to work at a job that I'm only there for maybe two nights a week. And if it seriously goes south, then guess what? You can find another job. And I bet you'll find one that has a much more reasonable manager that will at least let you do these cool things and not try and talk you out of it. And all under the guise that they don't have enough people to cover work while you're gone. Today, I messed up by quitting my dream job that I worked over three three years to get and now I feel like a complete failure and I don't know what to do. So as the title suggests, I just quit the police academy a few days ago and I would worked so hard to get there. I quit because I think I was having serious anxiety issues as well as doubts about my happiness in the job. I was fine until a few weeks ago when I started having very negative thoughts about the job and then I learned we were going to be CS gassed. Part of the training was slightly hazing in the first few weeks. It took me into a primal place in my brain where I I felt like an animal and I was not myself anymore. I am 26 and recently married with no children. My wife has been amazing and supported me through whatever I have decided to do. I think that my stress and worry is rubbing off on and affecting her though. I am stressed because I really had no backup plan. I have enough emergency money to pay rent and food for the next few months. And I know I can get a new job and I am actively searching right now. I am mainly stressed out because I have no idea what in the world I want to do with my life. Anymore, I spent the last three years working security and going through the process of becoming a police officer. Right now, I just want to get a good career going that pays a decent sixty thousand a year because I prefer to just live comfortably. I have an associates of general arts degree and was thinking about going into accounting or another business major and working my way through school in a normal job. I feel I have let my family and friends down for giving up on what I thought was my dream. I honestly feel ashamed and I feel like a failure. And I seriously don't know what to do. I don't think this is a bad thing in the slightest. Sure, it took you a long time to try and get this job but the second you get in the police academy you realize, oh wait, no, I don't want to do this. This is not for me and this is absolutely something I don't want in my life. And honestly, if you were stressed out during the training, my guess is that you're probably going to be overwhelmed on the job. Just imagine what it's going to be like as a police officer if you're faced with some kind of danger and that fight or flight kicks back in right when you're on the job. Like that seriously would be very scary, and it's honestly a good thing that you're taking this so seriously. So I wouldn't feel ashamed or too bad on yourself in the slightest. You did the best that you could, and you actually did get into the police academy in the end, and you actually gave it a try, which is a lot more than a lot of people can actually say. So just to reiterate, you didn't mess up, you're not a failure, and honestly, you're only human. Things happen in life, and you can't always foresee what's gonna go wrong. But at least this is a good opportunity for you to reevaluate your life. Whether that means going back to school or doing something else, you now know what you don't want to do. And hopefully for the sake of you and your family, you're able to find something that you do enjoy, that won't cause you any panic and will be something that's more up your alley. My partner gets rejected by just about everybody he ever meets. And in fact, he just doesn't have very many friends in the first place. And it's really starting to bother me and I don't know what to do. So my partner didn't really have any friends before meeting me in university. He was kind of friends with some of the nerdy kids in grade school, but I guess at one point they all shunned him and no one wanted to be friends with him, so he was alone until he moved away for university. As far as I know from his family and cousins, he never did anything to deserve the treatment that he got. He did really well in school, he was the state triple jump champion, he's quite attractive, and generally he's a very sweet and calm person. Then he met me and my friends group during university. We are all, except for him, either gay or lesbians. He was always a great friend to us, and was basically our protector. When we went to straight bars or to the clubs, he never tried to make a move on any of us and was always a great conversationalist as well as a super smart guy. We all assumed and we really couldn't believe that we were his first real friends. We even set him up with girls and he had a couple of relationships. Eventually, all the partying caught up with him and he figured that all the drinking and all the other substances were common with our friends and it wasn't really for him. Since that came about, we started our relationship and it's hard to imagine why he didn't have any friends growing up. He has basically been the perfect partner to me. He's become quite successful without much effort, he's a board member of a charity, he's really active and has a lot of different interests. But what I've noticed is that over and over again, he tried to make friends with people he meets through his interests or also through work, and he's either basically shut down right away, or over time, they have said or done things to him that make him realize that he has, yet again, been excluded intentionally. The most recent example was that of a group of his co-workers planned to go to a UFC event in Vegas without saying anything to him and he is probably the biggest fan of that in this office. We go two to three times a year because he gets tickets and a backstage pass basically because of his board position. Well it was quite a surprise to him to see a bunch of his co-workers who essentially hid from him that they were going to the event. One of them said to him, oh we didn't know that you'd be up for a trip like this despite my partner telling them in the past that he'd get them tickets if they wanted to go with him. This is just one example of what I am feeling like is some kind of pattern. I don't understand what's going on, but it is starting to make me wonder if there is something about him that I just don't see or if he's acting differently when he's not around me. I've even started noticing this with my other family members. Despite my partner having basically renovated our entire house by himself and him having a master's in engineering, I see no one in the family asking him for advice or for any kind of help with any DIY projects, despite him offering to help multiple times. My brother-in-law, even paid money to a contracting company who massively overcharged him, and their engineers made a couple of errors that my partner eventually caught. I eventually asked my parents if there was anything wrong with him that I'm just not seeing, and all they could really say was oh, don't be silly, he's fine. Yet I've heard many times my father extol what a great guy my sister's husband is, despite him being the stereotypical used car salesman. Really though, I feel so lucky to have met this guy, and I can see it hurts him the way people treat him, despite what he projects outwardly, I don't know what to do because the more and more I see this, the thought creeps in my mind that something must be wrong for people to act the way they do towards him and I just can't seem to wrap my head around it and I don't know what to do. This is a really strange situation because it sounds like your partner really is a good person but then when you're not with him, everybody else kind of just shuts him down. So either everybody is just super jealous of him and they don't want him in their group or he's doing something that's putting people off but it really seems kind of arbitrary and it doesn't seem very clear-cut in the slightest. So maybe just pull over like a family member or one of your friends and pull him to the side and be like, hey, what do you think of my partner? Like, what's going on? Why is he not included in anybody's groups? Because there has to be something happening for everybody to just be rejecting him left and right. So hopefully something can be done where you can find the truth, because this definitely seems really sketchy, and with all things considered, it really just doesn't make sense why everybody around him would just immediately reject him and decide that they don't want him in their group.